0: Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air, online showcase for the best in independent, documentary, and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. In the new film, Skin Deep, The Battle Over Morgellons, we take a deep dive into this heated controversy surrounding the disease called Morgellons, a skin disease that most of the medical industry considers delusional. This film is an investigative, independent look into exactly what Morgellons is and to the people who have been afflicted by it. The documentary film follows subjects from both sides of the debate, a Texas nurse who suffers from the disease and a skeptical dermatologist who asserts there are no bad doctors. The film investigates new research that claims the fibers are protein-based filaments created by the body, as well as exploring the historical patterns of medical arrogance. The film, again, is called Skin Deep, The Battle Over Morgellons, and we're joined today by the director and editor of the film, and that would be Pi Ware. Pi, welcome to Film School Radio.
1: Thanks, Mike. It's great to be here.
0: Thank you so much. Tell me a little bit about how you heard about this, because I'm going to just uh, betray a little bit of my background in in this realm of diseases that are, are thought to be, uh, you know, not real. Going mm-hmm. back to uh, the uh, disorder called, called Lyme, Lyme disease, we had a filmmaker on to talk about that, and this is kind of in the same vein as uh, the battle over... Uh, whether or not Lyme's disease was real or not. So tell me a little bit about how you found out about Morgellons.
1: Well, I found, about, found out about Morgellons through research into chronic Lyme disease after seeing Andy Abraham's Wilson film, uh, Under Our Skin. And I wanted to do a a film on denialism, right, because my uncle, when we were kids, had an ulcer, and it was this terrible thing where he had to eat baby food at dinner, his stomach was so bad, and he eventually died of stomach cancer, And he was told that he had to have psychotherapy because it was a stress-caused illness. It was psychosomatic. And later it turned out that there was a a scientist named Barry Marshall who was trying to tell the world, hey, this is a bacterial infection that causes most ulcers. And he was disbelieved and denied. And um, indeed, my uncle, you know, had a bacterial infection. And so this kind of like denialism, and in particular medical denialism, fascinated me. And I thought... When I found more Morgellons, well, this is an extreme case of it, right? It's like they've got fibers growing out of their skin. So someone's delusional here. It's either the people who are imagining these things coming out of their skin, or it's the doctors who are denying this new evidence.
0: So what was your introduction? Who did you sort of approach first about being part of a documentary film?
1: Well, I approached Cindy Casey. She is... Uh, the you know the the main subject of the film it turned out and she organizes the annual Morgellons disease conference in Austin Texas as well as running the Charles E Holman Morgellons Disease Foundation so you know I wanted I approached the Morgellons community but I had to do it through a particular person because they're so wary as patients who have been abused by the medical system who've been ridiculed by media. And, you know, many times abandoned by their family or doctors, refused care. So they're, like, not very open to newcomers with cameras after, you know, they've been portrayed in sensationalistic magazine stories and in and the, and the mid-aughts. So I approached Cindy Casey, and uh, we had, a you know, a bunch of conversations. and And I tried to tell her that my approach was an open one. It was an investigation, but it was an empathetic investigation. And it was to tell both sides of the story but to be very non-judgmental and not to be sensationalistic and so once we got on well and and she trusted me she introduced me to the morgellons community in austin and i went to that conference the morgellons disease conference in austin four years in a row and we shot a lot of uh, a lot of footage there and we got people to tell their stories on camera and they uh, they trusted us with that so yeah it was a it was a you know a great opportunity
0: before Cindy's a terrific guide for us in the film, I, I and also she has a pretty remarkable arc to her story as well, and I'll leave it at that. Uh, but you will you will be pulled into her sort of her the way she carries herself, the way she talks about it. She's a nurse practitioner. If I got that correct.
1: That's correct. Yeah,
0: and so she has a background in medicine. She understands a lot of the. The implications of what she is saying and how these other people are manifesting this this disease. Mm-hmm. I want to talk a little bit about this this the fiber that the there's a particular kind of uh, viral infection that is uh, similar to Lyme disease as you described. And I always butcher the name. What do we call that little little critter?
1: So it's a it's a bacterial infection that bacterial. seems to be the cause of this and. The type of bacteria is a spirochete, and that's like a little corkscrew-shaped bacteria. And in particular, there's you know there's many species of spirochetal bacteria, and the the nasty one that um, causes Lyme disease is Borrelia, in particular the Borrelia burgdorferi uh, spirochete.
0: And what is it? What's the sort of manifestation of its work inside the body? In terms of how we how how it manifests itself for, for someone who has who has that,
1: like so if, yeah so for Lyme disease you're going to get migratory joint and muscle pain a lot of fatigue flu like symptoms and uh, brain fog and, and there's uh, many other symptoms that can manifest and with Morgellons disease it's all of those symptoms of Lyme disease plus you're you're seeing these fibers growing out of the skin embedded in the skin and, and that causes a lot of Creepy, crawly, itching, and biting sensations within the skin, and and that's the the fibers are the defining characteristic of Morgellons disease.
0: Right. What is fascinating about this film, uh, *Skin Deep: The Battle Over Morgellons*, is that uh, seeing these people who are obviously have look like lesions on them, their mm-hmm. sores, open sores, uh, all of these things, and then when you Shine a, a microscope on you can see them. They look they look like hair, but their colors are like red and blue and purple and different configurations. And the medical establishment, which is reticent to acknowledge this as even a disease of any kind, any sort of condition, <clears throat> has been saying in the film anyway says, "Well, those are just." fiber from your clothing or that's not really anything what what just is amazing as i'm watching this film is how something that is brutally i mean obvious can be can be dismissed it, it, and help me if i'm i'm overstating this
1: no i, I that was my initial reaction too and there should a couple things to be said about that which is you know the level of denialism can never be underestimated. I think it was, what, American Beauty? There was yes, a quote in that that movie, never right. underestimate the power of denial. Yeah. And, and that's true. I mean, if you look at like, ulcers, like my Uncle Ray had, yeah. um, there was research for years proving that it was caused by a bacteria in the gut. And yet the entire medical industry said, not only is that not true, but bacteria can't even exist in the gut. There's no, it's a sterile environment. It's completely impossible. And now, if yes. you go to the dairy section in your grocery store and pick up a yogurt, the yogurt will tell you all about the different types of bacteria in your gut. So it's a complete 180 reversal of how we think about bacteria in our guts. And with more Morgellons, it's a little more complicated, at least at this point, where we're like, look, I can see those fibers, right? Well, one, there, are, there does exist te- textile fibers that, do get, that does get onto skin. So if you put a microscope on there, they'll appear. But the big difference here when you look at Morgellons fibers, is that they're embedded in the skin. And then there are researchers in the film who analyze the composition of those fibers, and they turn out to be proteins, right? So there's no textile-based fiber that's made of um, collagen and keratin and colored blue uh, by um, human pigment, you know. So, yes, there's a, there's a, a, a huge difference between like, you're making these fibers up in your head, and I'm seeing fibers in this microscope right now.
0: You know, I'm I'm watching this, and this goes back to another sort of axiom you hear. You know, who are you going to believe, me or your lying eyes? Right. <laughs> that's that, that's what this felt like watching. Like I am seeing these things. These people are. You know, they're dealing with uh, with. Pain, and you can see it. It's obvious in the in in so many. It manifests itself in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. And by the way, one of the strengths of the film, Skin Deep: The Battle Over Margellans, is this this cross section of people that you're able to to bring into to the uh, story. The attorney uh, is it Hugh? Uh, what's his first name? Bri- is it Brian or Ed? So there's
1: Edward, who yeah, who was yeah. a, a former federal prosecutor, yes. and it's his brother Brian who that's right who's a physician and who initially said to, to Edward when he heard about his symptoms that you need psychological care, not, um, not treatment for uh, a biological disease.
0: Well, let, let me ask you before, because I, I think I know where we're going with the conversation. How many, is this sort of the knee-jerk reaction is, with the medical establishment? Is this sort of the standard response that, that physicians give when people come into a doctor's office and, and with this um, malady?
1: Yes, it is. The knee-jerk reaction is, you need to see a psychiatrist and here is an antipsychotic prescription. Go fill it. That's the knee-jerk reaction. And there's a couple of reasons for it. I mean, the the symptoms that I described of Morgellons disease include the biting and crawling sensations, the itching sensations in your skin. Now, those symptoms, that's, this isn't the only disease that has those symptoms. There's other conditions and other situations where those symptoms will manifest. And one of the rare conditions is called delusional parasitosis, right? Delusions of parasites within your skin, right? And so it's it's not very common, but it's a good story, right? It's, a, it's an interesting thing. People are like, oh, my God, I have bugs in my skin. I have these feelings. And so that thing kind of stands out as a, as a memorable condition. And a lot of dermatologists, when they are confronted with a Morgellons patient who's complaining of these symptoms of crawling, biting, stinging within their skin, will jump to the conclusion that this patient has delusional parasitosis. To make matters worse, the term Morgellons disease up to this point has been conflated with delusional parasitosis. So if the patient happens to have done some internet research and figured out that they have Morgellons disease or suspect they have Morgellons disease and then use the term Morgellons disease in a dermatologist's office or in an ER or in a doctor's office, then the physician can jump immediately to this conclusion uh, that it's just delusional.
0: Okay. I want to remind our listeners we're speaking with the director and editor of this terrific new documentary film called Skin deep, the battle over Morgellons, and uh, that would be Pi Ware. And I want people to know how to watch this film. Um, so, we, you have a Facebook page, Morgellons movie, and let me spell this: M-O-R-G-E-L-L-O-N-S. Morgellons. That's how you. That's how you uh, spell the, the this uh, disease. But on Facebook, it's Morgellons movie. On Instagram, Morgellon. Morgellons movie and on Twitter cleverly enough Morgellons movie all at uh, so all of those are there and if people want to see the film uh, it is available will be available starting on March thirty first on a, a number of different platforms walk us through some of the ways which people can see uh, Skin
1: Deep. So as you said it's it's available on March thirty first right now it's available for pre order on iTunes it'll be available on most digital platforms so. Voodoo, Vimeo, PlayStation, Google Play, um, just about every digital platform. And I think it's on Cox um, as well for um, video on demand. And, uh, yeah, that March March 31st. And the website also is org if you'd like to find out some more information. There you go.
0: There you go. Do you think – because I'm trying to remember back on uh, Under Our Skin – it's my recollection that he had a lot of trouble getting a distribution for the film because of this sort of institutional resistance to the idea that this is something that is real.
1: Have yeah, you, I don't have know you... the exact story of Andy's, Abraham Wilson's uh, journey as far as distribution goes, but I do remember, I think it was Yale Medical School who sent a letter to the Academy Awards, uh, to the Academy of Motion Pictures, um, saying this should be disqualified from its nomination as the best documentary, or I think it was shortlisted at the time for the best documentary film of the year. And they said it should be disqualified because it had pseudoscience. And, and you know, Yale, of course, was criticized in the film pretty heavily. And this negative press, or this, you know, kind of blew up and, and actually turned out to be a positive piece of publicity for the film and, and got it known a little bit better around. The United States. And of course, most of that science that Andy um, explored in the film became, you know, is, is much more accepted now. And the, the idea of chronic Lyme disease is much more accepted throughout the medical industry. Yeah. And I,
0: I had him on the show. And as I, rec- I do recall him talking about the, the problem, uh, you know, I don't know to what extent. I just have this recollection that he had. Some distribution issues, you mm-hmm. know, people, you know, furrowed eyebrows, if you will, about the about the film and about the yeah. film subject. So, uh, I'm just curious, and I, I I don't want you to you know feel paranoid, but is it have you found any of the sort of gravitas is a big deal? Gravitas Ventures is the the uh, distributor for the film. Yeah. So that's a big deal. I'm not disparaging them in some way, but is has have you heard this from people sort of going forward with the film as, after you uh,
1: completed it um well it's it's an it's a very it's an interesting thing it's a skin disease movie so it has a, like limited appeal to the broad masses who are seeking like summer entertainment right but within the documentary world and 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 within people who are interested in things like Dr. Pimple Popper it it may have a a, a pretty <laughs> decent um appeal right so as far as like getting it to distribution, it's been uh, a journey that I took, kind of together hand in hand with the with a grassroots effort through the Morgellons community. Once I was let in through Cindy Casey and and the Morgellons Disease Conference in Austin, I started um, sending out you know through Facebook and social media little bits and pieces of the film as I was putting it together because I'm the editor as well as the director. Right, I edit it together with Tom Putnam. And um, I would show the community, like, this is the storytelling that I'm doing, here's a 10-minute sample, and people would get on board. And so we, we have a pretty decent um, outlet to the Morgellons disease community across the world. And, you know, I really wanted, once I finished the 90-minute feature, to reach a distributor that had a wide and powerful reach, right?, um, and that also understood the importance of a film about denialism and about how this is a pattern um, in medical history. And Gravitas, like you said, is a big deal, and and I approached them, and they were... Immediately receptive, and it was just a great fit. And so you know, we're coming out on VOD and digital on thirty first of this month.
0: Yes, and again, I don't know, you know, there's here's another rabbit hole I don't want to go down. Mm-hmm. But but uh, there have been a number of documentary films that have challenged the, the medical establishment. You mentioned mm-hmm. we talked about under our skin, and it feels like this is another one. Second uh, Second Opinion, uh, Eric Marola's film about Leotril, another film in which. It went. They, they just went crazy uh, denying there was anything to any of these, you know, any of the discussion about around lidral and the initial research into lidral. But again, you have to be careful when you, when you bring these kind of things up because it does feel like it really is a rabbit hole,
1: and I don't want to drag you into it. <laughs> but I, but I having well, there was another great film uh, okay. that came out last year, a year before, unrest. Jen Brea's film about chronic fatigue syndrome or right myologic, myologic encephalomyelitis exactly yeah thank
0: you I, she was on the show and, and she was shortlisted uh, uh, as mm-hmm. well for her film so it, it within the film community within the progressive realm of, of entertainment if you will especially the, the documentary world well, there is a place for people to challenge uh, the the conventional wisdom and this is certainly a film that does that and I I, I really wasn't sure, uh, you know, in terms – and you never know when you sit down to watch a film how, how you're going to react to it. But it's compelling, and, and uh, it is through the stories of the people in the film that it really pulls you in. And uh, you there are some uh, heartbreaking uh, stories to be told in this film, but there's also stories of gradual, slowly but surely making some inroads into the world uh, of research. And, mm-hmm. uh, and hopefully something will come of that that will give relief two people um, in the who are dealing with Magellans um, is just just kind of as as we part company here I just kind of curious uh, what your sort of your takeaway from this community of people that you've gotten to know over these last few years in in making uh, battle of Magellanss
1: I guess the takeaway is you know there's good reasons why both sides feel the way they do but at the end of the day they are real patients with a real condition that's Really caused by a biological source, and the conception around Morgellons disease needs to sh- to change, and an empathetic and investigative look uh, needs to happen beyond this documentary, so that people can have medical justice in their lives.
0: That is a terrific uh, sentiment, a terrific way for us to say thank you so very much for the film. Uh, Skin Deep, The Battle Over Morgellons, and we've been talking with the director and editor of the film, that would be Pi Ware. Pi, thank you so much for being here on Film School Radio.
1: It's been my pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.